Have you ever started a rumor? Uh, actually, I started one about myself in grade nine. I told my drama class that I was adopted and they fully believed it for years. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm a great actor. But it all came back to bite me in the butt when there was a school musical I was in and uh, another friend's parent came up to my mom and was like, wow, I can't believe Mitchell's adopted. You look so similar. And that's where my self-rumor fell apart and I was forever known as a liar. Wow, I guess you were in drama class so that, you know, they were instilling within you the ability to learn how to act slash lie. Totally. What about you? No, I don't think I've started one about myself, but now I'm jealous and wish that I did because I said like, I've never really considered that. But I do love gossip. I do love rumors. I, I feel like it's fascinating stuff that I like like to partake in, sadly. <laughs> Welcome to Netflix's Know-It-All. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm Mitch Moffitt. You might know us from YouTube or TikTok. We're the ASAP Science Guys and your hosts for this podcast. And today, why do humans love to gossip so much? Um, Greg, I have the hottest tea to share with you when we're done recording this podcast. This week, we watched season two of Young Royals on Netflix. It's a story of a Swedish teen royal who heads to boarding school. There's sex, there's drama, and there's sexy drama. I am honestly obsessed with the show, and it really reminds me of how much gossip there was in high school. I mean, there's so much gossip still now in our lives, and I'm curious why it spreads so fast. And more importantly, why do we as humans love it so much? So why do we love to gossip so much? The answer, as always, Greg, and everyone listening, is, drumroll, evolution and survival. Well, before we get into all this sexiness, the boring stuff first. The definitions. So social scientists who study gossip define it as any talk about someone who isn't present, usually as it relates to a moral judgment, meaning you can approve or disapprove of the thing you're talking about. It also usually includes some entertaining element. In this case, that means something that doesn't feel like work to engage in, and it's fun to hear or share. Maybe Rainbow Dash will have a story for us. She's always good for some gossip. Rainbow Dash! Hey, Rainbow Dash! Well, if it isn't Gabby Gums. You heard too, huh? Are you kidding? Every pony in town knows it's you three. Don't suppose you'd let us write a column on you, huh? Now, we also tend to think of this as a negative behavior, like tattling on someone or just being rude. But psychologists argue that it really isn't. It can have positive impacts on relationships and society at large, at least some of the time. And it can at the very least be neutral. Honestly, sometimes it can just be boring. A 2019 study published in Social, Psychological, and Personality Science found the typical person spends 52 minutes a day gossiping. That really just means sharing information, though, about people and their lives with other people and their lives, not necessarily talking smack. But damn, I think I might need to step up my game. I know. I like to think that I don't gossip for 52 minutes a day. But a part of me thinks if I, you know, had a stopwatch to start and stop, it might add up to that, you know, just under the hour mark. I'm about to read you. I think you gossip that much. Oh. And I see you on your phone all the time sending messages. So time to check in the mirror, girl, the black mirror. <laughs> Well, some experts argue that gossip can be a bonding activity similar to when primates sit around and groom each other. 
This was an idea first suggested by evolutionary psychologist Robin Dunbar, and others have picked up the thread. Picked is actually a good word here because we've gone from picking fleas and dirt off each other as a way to make friends to picking apart each other's literal behavior. Now, obviously, animals without the ability to use language have a harder time gossiping than us humans, at least as far as we know. But Dunbar postulated that gossiping also has the upside of helping our species share valuable information to very large social networks. He explained in a 2003 paper that we might not have developed such large societies as we have today were it not for gossip. Writing, quote, gossip in the broad sense plays a number of different roles in the maintenance of socially functional groups through time. He adds that we are like totally more social than our evolutionary forebears and that it's proven super useful to use over the years to be able to get information when there are just too many people to observe each one all by themselves. When I think about gossip, sometimes I'm venting with my friends about other friends as like a catharsis to almost keep the group of friends that we have strong. Like, I feel like sometimes the gossip that we are doing, it is about people. It is about deciding our morals. But in the end, I feel like it actually brings our group together as friends more than it does divide. Can I ask you a hypothetical? Okay. Let's just say I have a secret. And I want to tell you because you're my best friend. I'd say you should tell me. But I I can't because... Because it involves other people. Well, if these other people are more important to you, are you really best friends? But to be honest, I wouldn't mind somebody, you know, combing my hair, giving me a little <laughs> massage instead of gossiping behind my back. I got, at least I want to get something out of this. Yeah, like people eating your lice. <laughs> I actually would like someone eating my lice. It'd be a nice little, you know, spa day. <laughs> but why do we tend to like the juiciest, most scandalous forms of gossip? Good news. We can also blame science for this one. In Scientific American, experts argue that information that is socially useful is always the most interesting to us, the kind that we're drawn to. And socially useful information, it turns out, often includes stories about the misfortunes of rivals and high-status people in society. Because that information might just help us compete socially. On the other side, and you probably already know this anecdotally, shiny, happy, positive tidbits about higher-status people don't really get us going the same way. Finding out someone who seems to have more than us suddenly has even more, well, it's like, I don't want to gossip about that. On the flip side, we actually tend to find that kind of positive information about friends and family really interesting. Research from the Journal of Applied Social Psychology found that college kids weren't super interested in hearing or even passing on info about awards that their professors won. Boring. But things changed pretty quickly when that same information was actually about their friends or even their friends with benefits. I mean, it makes sense. That's why we love celebrity gossip, gossip about royals, even Swedish royals, because finding out that they're doing things wrong makes them feel more similar to us and also takes them, like, down a notch. Lee with love, baby. No, I, I'm here to apologize for gossiping about you and ripping out your retainer and dunking your favorite highlighter in the boys' toilet. What? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This was before I actually got to beat your ass. Okay. 
I feel like gossip for me has always been pitched as a bad thing. Like, you shouldn't be talking about this new person at work or the new person at school or never talk about your friend's exes or whatever. But it sounds like from what we've been talking about so far, gossip is actually a good thing for us to partake in. We're all doing it and our brain seems to want to do it. Frank T. McAndrew, a professor of psychology, told NBC News that gossip is likely a relic of our evolutionary past. We always need to know what's happening around us. It's important for us to know what's happening around us. Who has the powerful friends? Who's sleeping with who? Who is not to be trusted? Who could be dangerous? This information kept us alive in the past, so we crave this information. All right, now, what happens when you don't gossip? If you aren't gathering and sharing information, that means you might be at a disadvantage. McAndrew says they were not good at attracting and keeping mates or maintaining alliances. The ones who weren't interested in the goings-on of other people sort of got weeded out. Let that be a lesson. If you don't gossip, you won't find a mate. Whoa, this is an intense one. (laughs) Our group loves to gossip. King gossips, Kelly gossips, Tin loves a gossip. Joking aside, gossip, as long as it's not mean-spirited, feels like it's actually great for bonding. It's like, I trust you with this juicy, secretive morsel of information that the world knows nothing about. And sometimes it's literally the fact that we need to share information. It makes me think of recently I was gossiping with a friend and I kept being like, oh, my God, we shouldn't be saying this. We shouldn't be saying this. And he was like, stop saying that. Like, we're (laughs) having fun. I'm a closed book. Like, let's keep going. And I just it made me realize like he was feeling closer to me almost because we were, you know, talking smack about (laughs) other people. And sometimes you just want to let off steam. If someone's annoying you, even when they're your friend, it's like, I just need to vent. Yeah. And if you don't vent, then you end up constipated. Different episode. (laughs) I actually read an interview with Riva Lozanski, who's a media and content CEO about gossiping in the workplace. And I thought she brought up a good point about gossiping at work, that sometimes gossip is a harbinger of something that's true. And it makes you aware of something as a manager that you might need to work on at your job. So gossip is about sharing secrets. And sometimes that's a good thing to expose, you know, like, what would be the things that people would try to get away with if they knew no one would find out? Maybe talking about what people are doing wrong is helping keep everyone in line. There was a study I read about how gossip helps calm the body when it's about someone who's like behaving poorly. When subjects heard about another person's antisocial behavior or even like injustice, their heart rates increased. When they were able to actively gossip about the person or the situation, on the other hand, it soothed them and brought their heart rates down. The act of gossiping was helping to calm the body when someone was doing something that didn't have justice. So you're diagnosing me with gossiping to deal with anxiety, right? <laughs> well, kind You're giving of. me permission. <laughs> well, like if someone has done something in your life and it's frustrating, just keeping it in mm-hmm. rather than venting with friends and close people, you can see how it would actually like literally calm your heart rate down. And, and, and yeah, I could prescribe that to you. <laughs> so next time someone calls me out for gossiping, I'm going to say it's actually prescribed for my anxiety. Thank you very much. I heard a rumor you want to be my friend. I heard a rumor that you like. I heard a rumor you left me I heard a rumor that you stopped crying. I heard a rumor that I I get it in one I heard a rumor that you think I'm perfect for this. I heard a rumor that you love me. 
We often think about gossip through the eyes of either the gossiper or the person we're talking about. But if you're the gossipee, like the person who's receiving this information, it's kind of intimate. There's camaraderie. Someone is trusting you with something kind of scandalous or not meant to be widely shared. In order to gossip, you need to feel close to people, says Stacy Torres, assistant professor of sociology at the University of California. Torres' research has found that gossip can stave off loneliness, while other studies have found it can facilitate bonding and closeness and serve as a form of entertainment. From this research, I'm really gathering the most important things you can do are eat a healthy diet, exercise, get good rest, and gossip. Those <laughs> seem to be the key things to living at 200 years old. And maybe drinking lots of water on top of that. Mm, the agua is important. Gossip sounds great when we're just talking about it, like helping to build friendships and trust circles and creating healthy communication, making you live a long time. And we obviously love healthy communication in this family, but it can also destroy trust and reputations. And of course, it can be a bad thing. I mean, at its core, when I think of gossiping, it's like two friends talking about someone they know who's not there. You can see how that can kind of get nasty if the person isn't there to defend themselves. This is why I think sometimes I am uncomfortable with gossip. Maybe someone is putting their classmate down to make themselves look better in front of someone they're trying to, like, impress. You can see how this gets slippery, like spreading rumors and add in social media, add in our love for conspiracy theories and gossip. These things get scary. And if you're on the other side of something mean-spirited, it can be awful. I mean, thinking back to gossip in high school, even towards us, like before we were out, people talking about our sexuality, talking about us being gay. I don't feel like any aspect of that was good for us or even for the people who were doing it. And you can also see how gossip can lead to depression, suicidal thoughts, eating disorders, anxiety, and a host of other issues that we need to be thinking about whilst talking about gossip being a good thing. And the thing about gossip, too, is that it's built into our brains to be irresistible. So it's not your fault to love it, but but conspiracy theories also end up growing in the exact same way. Wanda Thibodeau wrote that people often try to cope with difficult events through rationalization or by reexamining over and over what led up to whatever happened. Hoping we can understand it better, we talk about it to other people in our social groups all the time in order to maintain a sense of peace, self-esteem, order, and control. Another reason we might do it is we don't want to look foolish and stand out from the rest of the crowd by not knowing something. So when we get this type of information, even if it's a conspiracy theory, we feel the need to share it and believe it too in order to feel a sense of control. So sometimes you can be told something and you just immediately are sharing the information to try and keep control of what's being said, even though you might not even know if what you're saying is true or false. Although when people were saying that you and I were gay when we were in high school, that wasn't a conspiracy theory. That was, in fact, true. Yes, you can see how the sort of extreme forms of gossip can morph into really toxic things like conspiracy theories, which we know are not great for individuals and especially not good for society at large. Yeah, we want to keep it light on the gossip toes. One final little fact about gossip is where does the word even come from? It actually comes from God-sibs, referring to godparents, implying that it's something you only talk about with an especially close group of peers or the equivalent of godparents, kind of like keeping it in the family. So there you have it, gossip the good 
the bad, the scientific. That's it for this week's Know It All. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm Mitch Moffitt.